0: i'm dr jillian lucas baker i'm a professor a wife and a mom and i've struggled with fertility issues i'm senora joy Allwood, a
1: holistic nurse health coach entrepreneur wife and mom And I've also struggled with fertility issues. Welcome to A Tribe Called Fertility. So welcome listeners to A Tribe Called Fertility.
0: And today,
1: (laughs) happy Friday, we just toasted it up. (laughs) But today we have Dr. Elise Grace with us and we're going to be talking about egg retrieval. I don't know if I'm up on the new terms or... (laughs) New ways to say this, but it's an alternative way of starting family planning, right? And I think also a very progressive way. So I'm excited to hear all about the process and all the details. Let's get into it.
0: Hello, a tribe called Fertility Family. So we are going to um today's show, we're gonna it's gonna be a little bit on the laid-back side. Yeah, a little different format. Yeah, our last episodes have been on the heavy side, so we're taking it on the lighter side um, and just going to have some fun uh, on this show. But nevertheless, um, we are so fortunate to have our special, special guest today, Dr. Elise Grace. Um, And she is a, a woman passionate about women's health. At the age of 34, she was diagnosed with fibroids and had them removed at the age of 39 when she sought consultation to preserve her eggs. The fertility specialist advised, due to the size and number of fibroids, she would need them removed before she could start the process. In April uh, 2021, she successfully underwent Mm -hmm. egg retrieval, and she wishes she started the process earlier in her 30s, but better late than never. Her hope is that she inspires someone with her journey and that many more women start having open, candid conversations about fertility options and family planning. Dr. Grace is the director of strategic alliances within the Merck's Global Human Health Division, responsible for ensuring the successful commercialization of vaccines across multiple localization partnerships. Dr. Grace began her career at Merck 18 years ago. She earned her BS in mechanical engineering and her MBA in marketing from Drexel University in Philadelphia, PA. Shout out to Drexel and all the uh, Drexel alums. And she also uh, received her doctor of engineering in engineering management from the George Washington University. So she is clearly a trailblazer in more ways than one. And again, uh, Tribe Called Fertility, uh, we are so happy and blessed that uh, you picked us as your platform to share your story and your journey. So let's just, yeah, let's just get into it and, and have a conversation.
1: Yes, welcome, Louise. <laughs> i
0: excited to
2: be here to connect with you two ladies again. On a
1: Friday night, nowhere else I'd, I'd rather be. Yay! <laughs> I love that. Can I just say I'm gonna have to go to Drexel now. I'm gonna have to get a degree from Drexel. Like <laughs> sure i has a degree. I feel left out. left
0: out. I gotta get with the Drexel family. <laughs> if, if you don't have to pay for it, then you know it's a, it's a, it's Drexel's up there into it. Well, yeah, it was always expensive expensive
1: well most elite schools are so right right I just noticed the connections and I noticed just how well all of you all are doing it's just amazing you know so I am excited to have you here Elise, because this is something this is a topic that like scientifically I know about the process of you know um retrieving your eggs and things of that nature but I've never really experienced. I don't you know, I don't know anyone who's done it, so this is this is a treat for me to learn, you know and um, and also I want to go back in your story, you mentioned being diagnosed with fibroids at thirty four
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, so did you tell us? regular doctor's appointment and all of a sudden my 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 uh, she's like, I feel like you have fibroids. and I was like, well did they just pop up? like you know. I know my mom had them. Um, my grandmother also had a hysterectomy in her 50s. So, you know, I'm like, okay. So talk to my mom. She's like, yeah, no problem. You'll be fine. So I went and got an ultrasound. Um, and they were like medium-sized at the time. Nothing alarming. I, and the ultrasound consistently for about three years, only three showed up on the ultrasound. So, you know, I'm walking around like I only have three fibroids. They're not bothering me. I'm not bothering yet, right? So, I mean, my stomach was pudgy, but... It wasn't, you know, uncomfortable. My cycle wasn't painful or anything like that. It was just, you have fibroids. So I want to say when I turned 38, I started thinking about maybe I should freeze my eggs. Like I'm not in a relationship with anyone where we're talking about having kids, we're not talking about marriage. And this is something that I want to do. Like I want to have kids. And so I'm not just going to have kids just to have them right now, (laughs) right? And so started looking online at doctors. I went to a doctor um, later, early that next year. And he's like, well, you know, I can feel the fibroids, but because of the, the way the process is, we may not be able to get to your ovaries in order to retrieve your egg. So let's do an MRI to see exactly what you have going on down there. No problem. I'm thinking he's gonna see the same three that are on mm-hmm. the. Test. And I was getting the ultrasounds done annually. Like, so I took all my paperwork, very organized and stuff when it comes to my health. Like, I got, like to keep records. So I took all the ultrasound results to him.
0: Did you all? Everybody hear that? How organized? Yeah. At least. Yes. Okay. Take notes, people.
2: people. That's all, That's the only record you have. And then when you go to doctors, it's it's so important to know your medical history. Even like the experience with my grandmother. My mother had every test result, all of her appointments, you know, this is where she's, you know, her blood pressure, what it's been. I take her weight, you know, so it's just important to understand your medical history and to be able to articulate that, you know, so go
0: into the same. We love that. We love that. That's very helpful for, (laughs) yeah, but it's
1: really, it's really important. I was going to say your own agent and your own advocate, Advocate. that's a way that you're able to advocate for yourself when you own your information. And I know for me, um, sometimes, you know, just being that kind of liaison, I see the nurse kind of as like the liaison between the patient and between the doctor, I see where the disconnect happens sometimes. And we think, or a patient sometimes comes in assuming that all ends are talking to each other, that all, you um, know, if you yeah. go see a cardiologist or if you go to the right. pharmacist, we that, think that everyone, everyone is talking, to the teacher, talking. No. Sometimes right. they're not it's,
0: right. And it's, awesome.
2: it's funny you say that. So when my mom mm-hmm. was in the hospital, she was at the hospital that all of her doctors are at. And she had had an echocardiogram like not too long ago. And they were like, well, did you even look at the results that's in the system? And the doctor on call was like, well, no. Well, why would you not look at her medical history if she's being she's been treated at this hospital and you're treating her? Like, how are you giving her things if you don't know her medical? So my mom like went, Ape shit, excuse my language because she's no her grandmother's all right. shit. she's like this, this is not okay so yeah
1: so, but it's our current situation and right. you know we got to hit the word out there so that way people know like when you're especially when you're going through something too like because I know for me when I had my accident going to this doctor that specialist this it becomes overwhelming too yeah. so for me I would always ask my doctor, could you please give me a printout from a print, this, you know, right, visit, your visit? You know, because yep. you know, they're supposed to, but they don't always. They but don't I would just, do it. you know, because I'm not going to remember everything, especially like when you're sick and you're worried or something's going on, like you're not going to remember everything at that particular, like, you know what I mean? So, and it just, it relieves my anxiety for me too. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: so waiting for like the MRI results, I'm not I'm not worried about it, so I get the email and it's like 28 counted fibroids of different sizes and then too many other small ones to count. So my mouth like hit the floor and I'm like upset cause I'm like, how the hell does this ultrasound? I've been going to get these ultrasounds, like what the hell are they looking at, right? And, the, and at the time I was like, this is just crazy. And they, we weren't really talking about, you know how they treat people of color. At medical institutions, but a part of that and that i'm thinking about it like retrospectively. Sometimes we're just a number right it's just business like they don't they feel like we don't care about our health, and so they treat us a certain way and we don't get the same care that others get and that's a real a real thing and so. When I went back to the doctor, he's like if you were not considering having kids, I would recommend a hysterectomy. Like that's the first thing they want to oh, offer right. is to give you a hysterectomy. He's like you have a fruit basket down there. And um yeah, it's going to be I'll see what I can do.
0: Okay, so okay. And he was like
2: uh he was he came highly highly recommended um but my mom being who she is she's like let's talk to some other doctors so she called her doctor in New York to see if he had a recommendation and he's like no but reach out to the surgeon of the hospital the lead surgeon and so he led me to the doctor who ultimately did my myomectomy so i think i've but i went to maybe three or four different doctors i had one doctor who wanted to do it laparoscopically and mucillate them and suck them out. And I'm like, there's 28. I would, At that point, I'm like, I'm okay with being cut open. Like I knew it was going to be a pretty three incisions, right? Because it was just so many. So she's like, yeah, we can suck them out. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like it's robotic. No, cut me open. Do it the, <laughs> do it the old school way. And so I went to one doctor, the doctor I ultimately went with and her bedside manner, she was kind of cold, but she knew what she was talking about and okay. so i'm like sometimes those are the best ones you know but she knew what she was talking about she looked at the mri while i had the disc with me you know i'm walking around with all my medical records right and she looked she's like you know it's gonna have to be an open open cut um i will most likely cut you vertically from your belly button down um and that'll be it like I'll, t- I'll do what i can like she said i'll take out as many as I can. But since you want to have kids, like my interest is preserving a uterus. So I'll take yes. that. Right. So that, you know, you can get your eggs frozen. <clears throat> so this was in 2019. At this point, Um have, I started seeing her in April. So I went to all the consults. At the time, I had to get clearance from my hematologist because the year prior, earlier that year, I had a blood clot in my calf just very random. I don't know where it came from, wasn't traveling. I just had pain in my calf for like a week. And so I was under the care of a hematologist. And so I went to, I had to get clearance from him. And so by October, so I scheduled a date in October, October 21st, 2019 was the day um, went in, I woke up. I'm like, where am I? You know, you kind of wake up, you come through. And the next morning the doctor had come to see me because I had a late surgery. And she's like, we took out 33 fibroids. And she showed me a picture. I never sent you guys a picture. I have to send it to you. Oh, <laughs> I
0: yes. It. You yes. Thank you. Oh my gosh.
2: 33? And yes. Wait till you see the size of my uterus. So they took a picture of it, like, I guess when they cut me open. Right. So my uterus was like the size of a woman who's like six months pregnant.
1: Wow.
2: Please. Yeah, I know. I, I literally looked like I was. Pregnant. <laughs> I also I was, I was wow. like the day of, like the day before, and then what year is this? I have all these pictures on my phone. So they took out 33 fibroids, and then I was kind of. She said, wait, you know, at least three months before you try. If you if you're gonna like try to get pregnant, wait at least three months. Um, but after three months, you know, you're kind of cleared to do whatever you need to do. And so I didn't go back to the doctor who I went to originally. Um, about the egg freezing so I kind of asked around and I asked her for a recommendation and so she sent me the name of a doctor here in Philadelphia um, who I went to see so that's how I ended up at um, at RMA in Philadelphia but I'm okay
0: so it was her her giving you a,
2: and, yeah. So she
0: a recommendation
2: work. yeah because I trusted her at this point right like he did my myomectomy
1: what well, she said she wanted to save the uterus right? I, and I was like that's it. That's right. the one. That's scary. the
2: one. You go in. You have to sign all these papers that like. Yeah, that's you know, true. It can happen because one of the risks are you know, you can get a hysterectomy. You
1: you will need a hysterectomy. Yeah, some women come out of that procedure. Oh. So it,
2: no know, uterus. Clear. Now you can get a hysterectomy and still keep your ovaries. So right, I'm you can lost, but I still would have been able to carry a baby if something were to go left. Okay. So it was definitely right an interesting process. Um, I had tried to do the holistic thing with shrinking them, but I had so many, it was really gonna be Mm -hmm. one of these things where it's gonna take years to do it. And it's not, even though I had been watching my diet, I changed my diet significantly, I was drinking certain teas, even though they weren't growing, they weren't going away.
1: Right, you weren't shrinking them. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know what happens too, it's just like fat, you only shrink it, you only shrink it, you don't necessarily, like, don't yeah, so, hold on, I'm trying to find these, but I
2: have
1: so many, things. that's okay, there, I mean, there are some, there are some methods where you are able to kind of get rid of them, like, pass them, um, but it's so, like, the only thing that I know that's effective for that is, like, water fasting, and that's really hard, mm. and I mean, Water fasting, like for prolonged period, like almost 40 days.
2: Yeah, my cousin like, the, had told me that she's like, you know, water
1: fast, you, you can get rid of them. She
2: had me doing like, um, juice fast, like so far right. like, seven days and doing a three three day water fast.
1: Yep. That's, that's it. Intermittent. Yep. With the water. That's it. <laughs> that
2: three day water fast. It's me, rough. It took me like, you just feel famished. You I've
0: done it before. It's nuts.
1: Ever oh, that
0: doesn't sound like pleasant that. at all.
1: It's not, it's really I actually really loved it, like for the mental part of it, like yeah. the mental clarity part, because you become really strong and yeah. determined, you know, to get through water all day, every day. Like it's it's a lot. I would
2: have to stay in the bed the whole time, right? That's the only way I'm gonna get through it is if I stay in the bed. Sorry.
1: It's a lot, right, it's a lot. And I got sick. Did you get sick when you tried it? I, like day two, I was vomiting. Like,
2: I was miserable. I was oh. I stayed in bed. I was in bed. I, all I did was sleep. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing this ever again. And it was actually hard because when I could eat again, I'm like, I just want to eat everything. <laughs> I'm just so hungry.
1: I'm right. I so couldn't eat like that. Like it was hard for me to eat that day when I broke it, because it was I don't know my body was like Mm-mm. I couldn't eat anything like greasy. Yeah, yeah. All right, Sonora. It works. It it definitely it it works, but it's hard. It's not something that like you said with thirty three. That's that's a that's a big task. You know what I mean? So right. yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that.
2: Definitely.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, so phone near you. So now this doctor actually referred someone in their network, which is what I like. I, I love a good referral. Right. You know, it's like networking. You know what yep. I mean? Like it's the same, you know, I love a good referral. So she knew someone who could do the egg retrieval for you. Yes,
2: yeah, someone in her network. So it's a fertility. So reproductive medical associates is the name of the winner um, in okay. And so originally, my mom was like, why don't you just do it here? And um, my doctor said, well, you know, you're going to be back and forth to the doctor all the time. So you really want to go somewhere that's close to home because you're going to have a lot of appointments. And so I started, so this is in 2020, I mm-hmm. did, I reached out to RMA and then the pandemic hit.
0: <laughs> right.
2: And so, you know, I'm just like, I'm not going to, the, it's, it's the beginning of the pandemic. They had shut everything. Everything, um, right. I'm like, I'll just, you know, I, I put it on the back burner.
1: And that's an elective procedure, yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, all that stopped. Mm-hmm.
2: And so in August, I actually had my first appointment. So August of 2020, I went in, I did the virtual with, with Dr. Gutman. And I had to go in for, you know, my baseline, this is when they, you know, they take all your, your hormone levels. And so get my results. And she's like, your numbers are lower than we thought they were going to be like, your, the AMH level was extremely low. So I'm like, devastated. And she can't tell me what to do. But she's like, I probably wouldn't recommend that you do it because we may not be successful, right? Because your numbers are so low and as you get older the rate at which the numbers decline it's yeah. quicker
1: yeah it does it so, does
2: she got the picture she opened
0: the oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait i'm going to look so wait
2: <gasps> oh, yeah oh
0: oh oh do
2: you see my first of all that was the size of my stomach right before the surgery
0: our listeners can't see but whoa Whoa! Yeah. Wow. wow.
2: It's crazy, right? And so I'm walking around with all of this in my body, not, right. not knowing. There was one that I there were two that I could feel. So I had one like on top of my uterus. Um, it was actually on top of the uterus, and it was right. You could feel it. Like I could press like right here and feel it. And I had some at the bottom so like I work out a lot so if I'm like laying even laying on my stomach I could feel the ones at the bottom like sex wasn't fun it hurt right it hurts. okay yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. but did you know when you were having painful sex that that was your fibroid was why was the was it
2: it was after the fact
0: oh um, so before that you didn't know I didn't realize wow.
2: I like maybe he's blessed <laughs> Maybe I'm not because okay. you know, they say taller women can't take the D. Sorry listeners. No. Right. Don't no. be ahead, this right? is all an
0: right. adult show. Your kids should not That's be right. listening. This is why we said this is not a regular show. We preface this one.
2: It was just like i'm walking around with all this here this ultrasound only saw like the three right
0: and wait a minute so how so about how okay the
2: doctor said sometimes because like where they're located or the shadows yeah not pick them up and so he said the issue was i was going to the same place so they're they're always going back looking for the same ones they're not necessarily doing anything different because they're like you know she's been here before so they may have not just been being diligent about it.
1: Yeah, because I'm like the way this looked, You were right. This looked like you were almost like six months. Oh, I would even give you almost seven, because you know, like you, some women just start showing it like by like way, right? Away, right. Look at myself, so right? So I'm, I'm like, like, how could you not like feel this on a pelvic exam? Like to me, this should be palpable. Like, my, my,
2: I'm not. I didn't. I. I, didn't, I no I'm not a doctor I don't know I can't feel them myself right I can't get up there and, and feel but you know
1: it. what I'm saying I, I don't know just, this is my clinical mind because like that's the first step to you know a gyne- gynecological exam it's like a pelvic you know you just feel around So you feel in the terrain
2: <laughs> like oh you have fibroids and I have been going to this doctor like she's my she's my doctor so they just popped up overnight. Like, right. You know, that's
0: my, that's right. what I'm saying. Cause I'm looking at this like, no, no, no. They did not pop up overnight. Yep.
2: Wow. would tell me my uterus was big. Like she's like, you know, you're at certain amount of, like you feel like you're at a certain amount of weeks, but you know, so here we are. So I started so I So back to the doctor at RMA and my levels being low. So I'm just, yeah. I have reached out to a close friend of mine who struggled with fertility um and she's like well you know you can do she sent me to this natural website where they you know there's a bunch of supplements you can take and I never I didn't get the supplements right I'm like okay I'm not actively trying to get pregnant right the 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 results are a result of your egg count but not your egg health right A count versus egg health is a hell of a
1: absolutely thing. I was going <laughs> to say that the AMH yeah. exactly and sometimes it could be low and you can
0: have a successful pregnancy or egg retrieval. It, it's can really- you all explain for right. the the listeners what that means? I have, like-
2: AMH. Ah. I have to say- <laughs>
1: AMH. I was doing it. Hold on, I can do that. The AMH levels,
2: anti-mullerian hormone, right hormone
1: level, right? Okay.
2: So my mm-hmm. mom was very, it was low. I think it was, it was very, I think my number was like 0. 0.2, was low. Cause the, the, you want to be over a one. So okay. 2.
1: Right. At least exactly. A yeah. one to four. Mm-hmm.
2: At, at that point. so I, Again, I'm devastated. I'm like, oh my gosh. My mom was like, you know, God has the final say. Okay. That's I, right. I it, but science is is a hell of a thing as well. it is
1: but that's when you gotta love a black mama okay (laughs) you know pray okay we're gonna get on our knees
2: (laughs) (laughs) don't do it i have a zero shot but if i do it and it doesn't work i try so that was how i approached it and so a part of me procrastinated because like i said i got my baseline done in august but i didn't have the procedure done until this april right? And so I was just kind of nervous. Can you kind of go through all this stuff in your head? You, we're still in a pandemic, right? right. So maybe I'll meet somebody and I'll get knocked up. Like I'm thinking all this, cra- this crazy <laughs> Which stuff.
0: sometimes happens I mean, too, at least. That I don't be, right, that but, could happen too.
2: We tried, but it was just still like, damn it. And I said, you know what, put your big girl panties on. Keep damn. going, like, don't let that deter you, right? If this is something that you want to do, go ahead and do it. So
1: how long does it take though like from the baseline What's like the so whole process
2: i have started so then they, they ask you to you know kind of track your your day ones okay and so you so it was the, the initial consultation with the doctor get your baseline you talk to the doctor again and then you get a nurse consult and so the nurse consult okay. will kind of walk you through the entire process and so i had my nurse consult in september and I, I procrastinated after that. So just listening to all the stuff and I'm like, you know, shit gets real. Then it was the holidays. And then we, yeah. we're still in a pandemic. And I, all right, January, I'm going to get... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, in January, I re-engage. They send you all this paperwork you need to sign. Like, what do you want to do with the eggs? Are you going... So you have options. You can just freeze the eggs. Okay. Freeze them. You can freeze embryos, so you can say, "Okay, I have a sperm donor. I want you to make me some embryos." Crazy shit. Look at Joe's face. <laughs> and
0: okay.
2: My mom was on the nurse console. She's like, "This is crazy." She's like, "You're gonna freeze a... <laughs> she because oh, you know parents are old school. Yeah, like, I can only
0: know. Right? They don't know about none of this. Piece. They don't <laughs> know about none of this. <laughs> <What>? Right. <laughs>
2: And then the lady is talking about all the medicine that I need to take. Oh, yeah, that part. Yeah. Yourself. And you're going to take a, like a growth hormone, like all this stuff. My mother was like, wow, I don't even understand. Yeah. Okay. I support you. I'll be there. Okay, good. Thank you, mama. Yes. And, you know, what's going on here, right? And so long story short, I started tracking my day ones and then they want okay. you to come in for like an ultrasound. So it was like, here you go. Day one. Now on day two, you need to come in for ultrasound and, okay. blood. and then they, you know, I don't know what they're testing for, but they want to see, you know, what you got there.
1: So day two of your menstrual cycle, right? Yeah, you is, track your
0: day yeah, one? I mean, right.
2: so day two is my heaviest day. And here I am getting a damn vaginal ultrasound.
0: Mm.
2: Like, I, but I guess they're used to it.
0: They are. They are. Doesn't mean you are or we are.
2: What in the? I had
0: to do that too. It's so awful. You
2: just, you just get used to it. And then I procrastinated on signing all the consent forms because it's like, well, if something were to happen to you, what do you want to do with your eggs? Do you want them destroyed?
1: Wow.
2: Do you want them to get turned over to someone? And so I'm like, wow.
1: No because uh, people mm-hmm. do donate eggs, eggs so right. i mean wow. I
2: want to use them for research and so I, wow you, know, you can change That's your so right now i have if something would happen to me destroy my eggs right but let's just say <laughs> i meet somebody and i'm like hey do you or if i get married do you want to keep these eggs just in case like do you want another piece of me <laughs> right <laughs> after i passed on um and then, right yeah. So wow. is the next. I should have been journaling this. I just totally do
1: not. But- no, but this is so interesting, Elise, because oh God, you know God. how like sometimes untimely things happen and then someone will say, we never got to have a child. We don't have right. anything left of you. This is like, this is a whole nother like extension of that. Yeah. Be- yeah. Wow. Cause it's like, we don't think of these things, no, you know right, what I mean? And right. that's why it needs to be talked about because there's a world of options. That's what I'm seeing now. That's, that's so interesting. Wow.
2: February. So this was January. I kind of re-engaged in February. I told them this is my day one and I missed it. They sent me an email to say, come into the doctor's office on day two at this time. But I, I didn't get the email, like I didn't open the email. So I had to wait until March. This is why things happen in April. So I had to wait until March to go back again for day two, because once you, it's so, it's really, really time-based. Everything has right. to be at the right time. And so I missed, I missed that month. And so when I went in March, this is when kind of when we started the process. So they did another, had to do another day. I did a day one went in for day two, and then they said, okay, we want to track you this month, and then we'll start next month. So I started in April. They said, okay, in April, when you come back, this is your day one, day two, come in. We're going to order all of your medicine for you. Medicine was shipped. And then they, I went in day two, and they said, okay, everything looks like it, how it's supposed to look. Start medicine, which for me was like, what? Okay, I have to do it. So it started off... I should have bought the, the boxes down. but I, You
0: sent us a picture of all your medicine. Yeah. So I, a lot of medicine.
2: So for the first few days, you take a Menopur and a Follistim. And this is to help stimulate your body, to help your body create more eggs. And on day four, I had to go in for blood work and an ultrasound because they wanted to make sure that things were growing, right? That they saw something um and then during one of these appointments they're like oh your right ovary we can't really see it that good there's a fibroid there and i'm like here here we go here here we go again so it could have been a few things one could have moved back or it could have been one that they didn't take out that grew back depending on where. wait
1: so wait so they saw another another fibroid? fibroid
2: Yeah, my doc, she didn't. She couldn't get. She if she wanted to save my uterus, so she took
0: out. What she, she couldn't take them all. She was gonna take them all out.
2: Right, but if you're a chop, you know what my uterus chopped and screwed. Right. Okay. <laughs> so
0: wow. there was something she
1: couldn't. I can understand that.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: So you know. Wow. So he's like the, and they're pressing on your abdomen during this ultrasound to see your ovary. And so, you know, you keep taking the medicine and then after, when your follicles get a certain size, right, give you another medicine called gonorrhealics is what I was taking, mm. um, that stops you from ovulating. Okay. You don't want mm. to so they, they're building mm. up your body, they're producing all these eggs and then they, you know, they don't want you to ovulate. So now I'm taking right. anti ovulate on top of the other two, and I'm taking another, <laughs> another one. When your follicles get a certain size, so at this point I'm going to the doctor every other day for blood work and ultrasounds. Because okay. they see your, they need to see them growing. They do it right. And then when they get to a certain size, you can start estimating when you're gonna take a trigger shot. So they give you a trigger. Oh. Shot. Um, and then after the trigger shot, you have to get your, your extraction happens 36 hours after your trigger shot. So,
0: okay. Okay.
2: Got it. were a certain size and then they said, okay, take your trigger shot at eight o'clock on Friday. Your retrieval is going to be Sunday at eight.
1: Okay. Okay. So you did the trigger shot?
2: I did also wait, let me. <laughs> yeah. Who did it? Did
0: you do it or did somebody do it for you?
2: <laughs> the first night. It took me about 30 minutes to stick myself.
0: I couldn't do it. I'm trying to tell you.
2: And I couldn't. It's no. hard. And no. So you, <laughs> I, I should go get a needle. So nope.
0: They, they
2: oh sent, yeah. They sent me a video. Right? Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: you should show You should show it to us. So,
2: I, I get it. so they I'm dead serious. <laughs> a, um, from the pharmacy's website, on how to take the drugs and where to put it. So okay, you can either do it in your butt, your thigh, right, or your stomach. So my your abdomen. I have a friend who had to give herself shots, and she's like, I felt it was easier. Excuse me to do my abdomen because I could like you could squeeze the fat a little. Yeah, bit. me
0: too. Me too. I have mm-hmm. some. I have enough fat there too. Right.
2: Right. And so I'm like at home, It still hurts. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> And I swear the first night, I didn't do I So the first night I didn't do it right. And it wasn't clear.
0: <laughs> Wait, how did you know you didn't do it right?
2: Because it was the email and they're they really good about sending you emails with instructions. So I had to take two vials of the Menopure. So they said, you need to do two vials of the Menopure. But on the pharmacy's video, it says that you pull like a hundred of, the diluent because it's it's lyophilized so it's like a powder and so you put the water in and you shake it up a little bit and it let me go get the I'm
0: oh gonna, my gosh see i'm
2: gonna go get it gonna, this is
1: blowing <laughs> yes my mind. thank you i know this is that's why i said like i i understand I the it. science of it all but I to couldn't hear someone's actual experience this is my first time so it's, this is why it's for, so for interesting
0: me, I didn't. I was so freaked out about the potential of us of having to do IVF because I didn't want to give myself the shots, or or even if ball did it, I didn't want to. I didn't. I don't like needles. I was too. So all you, all the out there who went, but doing it to yourself, all this,
1: it's mental. It's like you
0: see,
1: you see your skin and. I don't know, my hands start shaking. And that's one of my favorite parts of nursing. Like, I love
0: sticking. Right. It's one, but it's one thing to do it to somebody. I love it. Do it to I love... somebody else, but then to to get is... a certain needle to yourself. It is. It is. And I know how to give injections where they don't hurt.
1: So I have good technique, but I can't do it to myself. It is hard. It's hard. I had some, um. what are those shots? Wow. I think that B12. I had B12 okay, shots. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Couldn't do it. And it's the littlest
0: needle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the yeah, gauge yeah, is so right, tiny. Like, right. But, but it still. is so
0: hard. Like, I have so much so more shout, compassion for. Shout people. out to yeah. women, all the women out here. Yes. You gave yourself shots. You have someone else give you a shot. Yes. Just, or even it's diabetics. It's a you know, big deal. Have it take a like a blood sugar every day. This
2: is oh end. wow! So it's okay. two of these, okay. but if they, somebody told you to take two, what I was doing was I was diluting the first night I diluted, diluted each vial separately and took it. And I, I asked them, I'm, like, I'm not sure if I did this right, but this, I still took it between six. So I had to take the shots every night between six and eight. And so she's like, no, what you do is you dilute one. Extract it back into the needle and then pour it into the other one to dilute it with the solution that you mixed. And then you pull it and give it to you.
0: That's a lot. Nope.
2: I got it. Right. So. Wow.
0: So I cannot be absolutely. compliant with that.
2: And so I you <laughs> that one. And then I had this follow stem, which is a card, like a, just a pen. Um uh, all it really what is, th- is see if I can use What it. is that? It's a cartridge? Follow oh. stem.
1: Oh
2: you put it in this pen um it's almost like you know an epi pen
1: okay yeah okay. that's what it looks like exactly. all right
2: so it's a device um and it's for like
1: a meter dose yeah so you're like a measured you're
2: dose an mm-hmm. IUs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then, like so this one i'll put the needle on i have so many of them you kind of just pop it in and this is like i don't know if you can tell oh
0: are. no
2: wait 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 Wait! Wait till you hear what I did, though. So
0: we're looking at a needle, everyone.
2: Yeah. So this this one, this shot, no big deal.
0: Oh, okay. On
2: the video, right? I had.
0: Well, where would you? Where do you inject that particular shot needle?
2: Both in the stomach.
0: Both in both. the stomach. Okay.
2: So this is the like the needle. So hear me out. Hear me out. I'm going somewhere. To go. You see this needle?
0: Wait, no. wait,
2: wait, Wait, guys. Wait, guys. Wait, wait, wait. So on the video, I am watching, so I would pull the medicine, you know, because you need this long needle, right, to do, to get the diluent out, to (laughs) dilute, and then I would just stick myself with the needle. Plot twist. My appointment the day, on the day that I was going to have to take my um, trigger shot, she's like, I'm going to walk you through how you mix your trigger shot because you need to do it okay, she says, oh, take this. So do all the dilution with this needle and then take the needle off and use the smaller needle for your injection. And I was like, what? So they had sent me these smaller needles and this is where I was like, totally pissed. That, you know, it's a smaller needle, like the stem pellets. Can you see it better with this one?
0: Oh yeah, that's so much smaller. Oh my right. God, it's significantly smaller. <laughs>
2: For eleven days, I'm stabbing myself with, this big with ass- that one, with the- and I didn't I- have to.
1: I was wondering, oh
0: and my, oh my God!
2: And I was like, well, where was this consultation when I started this shit? Sorry,
0: I no, was. No, that's okay.
1: No, don't
2: apologize. But I'm like the first, literally.
1: Damn! How long
0: was that first needle? That Sorry, needle you know that looked time? like an 18 gauge or something. That it was look, really just so people big, listening yeah. have an idea. Y'all that gotta go on the Zoom. Yeah, y'all, a y'all gotta take a look so you can at it. See at the
1: needles. That was like an 18 or 20. It's really oh, long. long. Oh
0: my gosh! And, so like,
1: and it's kind of thick too in diameter. I can see it.
2: Stabbing. Oof. And she's like, "You're not black and blue," and it's funny. I didn't get a black and blue mark on like day eight or nine. Cause they tell you every night to alternate. You, I did. But right. I woke up the next morning, I had a black and blue mark. And then my trigger shot, Um, it was like the other vial. It was, you know, powder. I kind of kept it. I'm corny. You like, had to dilute it. I had to dilute it. Um, But then I, I used a small needle. That gave me a small black and blue mark. Yeah. It was it, the first night, literally like 30, minutes i had FaceTime, one of my best friends she's like just do it just, just just do it one two three go so you're like one two three no one two three <laughs> and i just it's just so oh. hard to stick yourself
1: no it's mental i was saying that when you I, walked I can, away do it. i couldn't at least that's oh. my favorite part one of my favorite parts oh. of nursing like i love sticking people <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. It's one of my favorite parts. But for me, I had like a little B12 injection with like the little, the first needle that you showed us that little, that freaked me out. I couldn't do it. Hadn't let my husband do it. It's something about looking at yourself it's all for you. and injecting yourself. I can't do it.
2: So this one was easy. This is a filter syringe. This was okay. a one that stops you from ovulating. Okay.
1: Right. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And this one was easy because it's one of the small knee. I don't want to pop it. Well,
0: right. You might need. <laughs> I'm sorry, none of that is easy. I don't care. This is a lot. It's a lot.
2: Yep. So, trigger shot was Friday night at eight, and then you can't eat anything or drink anything after midnight. Um, you have to fill out all the medical forms for the anesthesiologist. So, they ask you, you know, kind of your medical history, if you're allergic to anything um, prior to you show up that day. And it was fairly simple. So I showed up, um, they said to get there half an hour early, they make you change. You can leave your bra on, but you gotta take everything you know, on, on the bottom down. Um, they sit you in the chair in, in, in recovery. So you actually sit in recovery before they roll you back. And the nurse talks to you, they take your vitals, the anesthesiologist comes, she explains what she's gonna do. They put the thing in your hand. Um, Ivy. Or the IV in your hand for the anesthesia. Another thing I hate. Before they roll you back. Um, And I
0: actually stung. That's horrible. IV in the hand is so
1: painful. (laughs)
0: Exactly. I had the IV in my my hand when I was in the hospital with the twins. And whoever put it in, I think it was in. No, it was in for like 30 something hours. And whoever put it in, put it in wrong. Oh. Because it was hurting the whole time. I'm pretty sure it was a resident or someone, but... The attending like screamed at all the attendants when she saw that my IV in my hand was inserted wrong. She went off. She's like, "Who did this to Mrs. Baker? Who put her in pain like this?" Sidebar: Residents
1: yeah. suck it Yeah, IVs. I'm sorry. I'm residents. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I sorry. teach some of y'all. I'm, so I'm sorry.
0: sorry. Y'all ain't sticking me, okay? <laughs> nope. It's nope. a
1: skill. It really so you talk
0: about like black yeah. and blue. Like I look like uh when I got home wow. with the kid at yeah. with the twins, I look like you would have thought I was a, like a drug addict for real. Wow.
1: That's what i thank god, god it stuck get me.
0: Thank God. Right.
2: So why do right. they put it in your hand versus in your arm?
0: You know yes, what it's Sonora. really why it's Sonora. really a
1: preference <laughs> of access one to um veins, you know, sometimes like for me, my veins roll. So they're kind of small and they roll. Very small. So it's hard for them to get placement in my mm-hmm. arm. But if you can see, like, look at this.
0: You can see that. Bad oh boy. yeah, I can see that. So right every there. time I go in. We're looking at our veins.
1: Right. Every time I go, right. You can see my vein right in my hand, pop it right out. They want to go well, to the hand because it's, veins it's big, can't. it's juicy. You can't miss it, you know? And I'm like, oh, I have to for brace me, myself.
0: They can't find my veins. so Because it hurts. With... um. Amari it took like two people to put in my IV and my arm well my epidural and the IV in my arm and they ultimately had to get a a specialist to do it and was a black woman too and she said to me she was like sister the next time you come to the hospital and you need an IV ask for a specialist she was like yeah it's my IV team she yeah. was like she was it's like, true. you can't have a regular <laughs> person true. because your veins are so hard to see. Yeah. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Because I was so crying. True. I was going on. I was like, oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's true. It's true.
1: And it's it's just technique. And then things, you know, for me, I I like to use my bare hand and feel first. No, I don't even want to. Because it's it's about a feeling. Yeah, I know. And you can't right. do those type of things nowadays. So it's so... It's hard with gloves on to like really feel the vein and make sure it's not moving right. as you're inserting. It's a, it's really, it's, it's a, it's, it's skill. It's skill, um, and you know, and then also there's the size of the, um, the gauge, like the mm-hmm. port that yeah. is inserted because depending on what kind of medications you're receiving or anesthesia, sometimes they don't want the port to be, you know, small because they have to push yeah. a lot of different things, or they may want to use it for blood draw. So that's sometimes why they, you know, would prefer, you know, usually they want to prefer, they prefer, you know, your forearm, you know, um, but then sometimes that hurts. Some patients don't want it there and right. they can't get the access through the vein. So that's, but that's, I that's why
0: know, the hand, I feel like that's the worst. It's, it's very painful.
2: painful. It was like burning. So she put it in, it hurt, but then when mm-hmm. the anesthesia, she's like, it's going to sting a little bit. I was like a little bit, it hurts. And then it's kind of just, I just kind of knocked out. I just kind of knocked out when I woke up and they're like, it's done. It went, um, we'll call you with the results, yada, yada, yada. But, and during recovery, the nurse came out and she's like, so we, they had, so during, on the ultrasounds, I think on my left ovary there were three follicles and on the right there were two that were big, right? So they're looking for a size. And so she's like, all right, we got five, five look good. So all of the eggs that they pulled were good, but it's still a low count, right? So, I, you know, because then you're like, is five a good number? So I'm looking online and they're like, well, I knew the count was gonna be low. Ideally, you know, I think like 10 to, I have another one of my good friends, she went through this as well. Um, she, she had like 10 pulled, but she okay. and her husband were just having issues conceiving. And so she had 10 done. She, she got 10, but she's like, but well, five? We got five, you know, you're good. And so she's like, well, are you going to do another round? And I'm like, I didn't really think about that. Like, do I want to do this again? Mm. Um, so I'm going to wait a few months and do another round to get more eggs. So I'm, I'm actually considering it, right? Because I'm like, you know, because they can. So I guess the process now, so the eggs are frozen when I'm ready to use them, they would have to thaw them out and then artificially inseminate them with a sperm donor. Right. And so, but then that needs to survive. Right. So it has to survive the insemination process and then they have to implant it and it has to stick. Right. Cause they're not going to implant bad embryos. So they like kind of grow them. This is really like I think this is where the terminology test tube baby came from, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, thing, right? It's a real thing. And so, no,
0: it's real. Yeah, yes. test It's, real. Real. it's I, so
2: true. Know, genetic <laughs> testing. So they recommend you doing genetic testing. They test you for like over 254 different things. I think I came back with one. Um, it had something to do with like dry skin. which just weird to me. And so the other, um, my partner would have to have the same thing for my kid to get this particular. Con- okay. We need to have the same thing. And so they're like, it has to do with dry skin. You know, they would potentially heal from wounds a lot slower than a normal person. But I'm like, this does not sound too crazy. All right, thanks. All right.
0: Yeah, I'll take that. Right. <laughs>
2: <Of course. laughs> right. Um, if
0: anything.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to do some soul searching to figure out if another round is what I want to do, but I'm excited that I have some type of insurance policy, right? Right. But again, they would want you, the doctor, doctor, she said that, you know, she recommends her patients to try first before they resort to, specifically in my case where I haven't tried, I'm just definitely doing this proactively.
1: Right,
0: Um, right.
2: Try first. And if I'm unsuccessful trying, then she would, you know, go to my egg reserve and, Pop. Okay.
0: Okay. You know,
1: yeah. This is this. Exactly. Wow. So I'm just glad you got at least five, five, because right. and I felt it only takes one. You know, the
2: recovery. The lady next, so it's like you know, there are no walls. They were telling the lady next to me, so they took, I think five or six from her. One of them was not mature enough, but they still froze it, and then they only got three good ones. So I'm like, but I don't. I don't know her story. She could have. Yeah. Issues. So she didn't have a lot. They only were able to freeze. Three mature and one just in case. Um, But I again, I'm going to consider another round. See if I can get five more. that's have 10. ten. little Dr. Graces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes.
2: But it, I love it.
0: It's so brave. I,
2: I would have done it earlier in life. And it's one of these little things. Where I think I have a friend. Um, she's actually an MD and she was talking about doing this in our 30s and I'm like you're tripping right and it wasn't that I thought it was anything crazy about it I just thought I'm finally a mister and we're gonna get this thing popping but life <laughs> happens you focus like you know working in my career and then just not meeting anybody or you know having kids like it just wasn't in the car. More,
1: more of us are, you know, right. we're pursuing our career. We're living our dreams. And, and sometimes... I, I
2: like things in a certain way. Like to order it.
0: Right. Yeah. I,
2: I don't think... At, at a point, I'm like, yep, I want to get married and then have enjoy my husband and then have kids. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to rush that process, but I definitely feel like if I met the right person, I would have a kid without being married.
1: That okay. Like that. I also think that we're at an age right. where you don't have to really wait for many things. You don't have to, because we're not like kids anymore, and we right. pretty much know what we want. Like, I don't think you have to really wait that long for marriage. You should right. know. You should know what you want at this age, you know. So I feel like I think it's a great opportunity for you, and I'm glad that you did the work. You, you know, you put yourself in a in a great position. Because you know some people don't go through with these options, and then they're trying to conceive, and then they have to go through this long, you know, infertility out, battle, right. and it's right. yeah, it's and hard. I, I'm
2: just prayerful that when the time comes, I can just get pregnant without an issue. But if it doesn't happen, you have to be okay with it, right? Mm. <laughs> it's something one of those like, like you just have yeah. to be. If God, I feel like. I know like God has spoken to me like you're gonna be a mother however that happens you'll be some you'll be a mother right I would prefer it to be my like to be right
0: your biological child <laughs> right
2: in love a kid I ad- adopted the, the hard part for me with something like that is how do I tell the kid when it's time that they're that's a whole nother- right because I do just like I don't want them to be like you're not my mom and then what's the right age to have that conversation yes with the kids. So that's the thing about adoption that bothers me or that gives me unrest is like, how do you have that conversation? Yeah. Right. When's the right time?
1: Yeah. I I totally know what you're saying. I know that when we were trying Mm -hmm. and it was like year three and it was like, now we're getting worked up for IVF and that might not work. I know when me and Andrew had that conversation about adoption, he was He was not as apt as me, but because I was like getting desperate at that point, I'm like, I'll be a mother any kind of way. And if you know, I gotta and he was like, you know what? Okay. You know, if if that's our option, yeah, we can talk about that. We we can do it. But honestly, that freed up so much pressure off Mm -hmm. me you know what i mean cuz it was like yeah.
0: if we can't right. conceive at least we right. have bi- biologically right
1: and i feel like right after we had that conversation we were able to
0: well no but there're we all we both know so many people friends who who've gone through infertility suffered you know miscarriages after misca- just so many different things and then they will put themselves on an, an adoption for adoption and then like ultimately the woman will get I have, I have a friend from jefferson who that that happened to her um because i think it's the stress i think it's the stress, it's the stress of trying to conceive <gasps> What's that the stress? prevents you from conceiving and then once you're like oh we put another up option out there for us to get a child the stress just the stress goes down
2: people don't realize how bad stress is oh. Like stress is a killer. For
0: fertility, and, and you it's a killer.
2: To, yeah, it's just. Well, yeah,
0: for everything. Stress. Absolutely. Yeah, everything. Yes.
2: I mean, little things can just like they continue to add up. Right. You want, I have a friend, um, she's older. She actually adopted. And she's like, I wish I would have done this when I was younger. Because she went through so much with her and her husband trying to get pregnant. She wound up adopting a kid but she went through so much trauma just from just trying. And she was like, I thought I was just going to get married, pop up pregnant. People, Some people really, really struggle with, with it. It's not as easy. Because you just see people pregnant, you know, they pop up every other <laughs> week, right? Somebody's pregnant, but you don't know what they go through to get pregnant or, you know, it's just not not in the cards for everybody. And it's sad because as a community, you know, we really have not talked about it i think more recently you know it's been a topic like with gabrielle union um michelle obama addressed it in, in her it. book yep so we're we're talking about it but we're Chrissy not Teigen. yeah but we're mm. not talking about it
0: tia Mowry. and i mean not for yeah. nothing but look at what
1: gabrielle had to endure oh my gosh
0: i really felt for her like nine miscarriages
1: really, just yeah. her whole experience, but also when they were able to conceive well, Kavya, it was like,
0: it was like, they right. did
1: something wrong.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, the yeah.
1: community he was like, right. attacked her. Right. There should have been. There was a picture right. I think that she showed where she was doing like skin to skin. Oh, when they were doing skin to skin.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. And,
1: and everyone was like, she didn't give birth.
0: And I was like, oh my God. Like, like oh It's her baby. do
1: you know what she went through to have that child yeah more information on your amazing podcast hosts please visit www.atribecalledfertility.com and if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, please rate and review us it really helps the show and we welcome the feedback for those of you who are watching us on youtube be sure to
2: subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so that you know when we're dropping new content